Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of These Plebeian Lowlife Degenerate Weebs Have Still Not Watched ReZero. I'm your host, Kisho. We are here uh, with uh, Rishman. Say no, hi. I have watched ReZero. Oh, okay, if you've yeah. Keeping up. <laughs> yeah. If you're from the ReZero subreddit, you know that uh, our co host here, Rishman, is a transcendent being, of course, like me. Uh, we have both watched ReZero. We both think that it's the greatest show ever made. Uh, but of course, unlike us, uh, there are two other plebs over here who are, well, I think one of them, uh, you know, we can give one of them a bit more of a way and the other one just deserves to be made fun of. So, uh, Erica, <laughs> hello. Hi, uh, I'm the one that I, I'm the one that um, ha- is currently watching ReZero season one. And um, I'm very, I feel a bit sad show I can't I get invited here and I get slander for it in the in the opening I'm a bit sad I know but we we the the ReZero community calls this content and of course uh, let's talk to our um, absolute absolute plebe (laughs) Hanan hey technically I am currently watching season one I just may have stopped at one and a half the second episode I am still technically watching it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay I know people who are listening to this especially the people from the ReZero subreddit if you're listening to this and you just heard what she said please do not click off the podcast I know it's infuriating and if you want to, you can just go fist the air and some, you know, just vent your anger, you know. But then come back and hit play because uh, let's just let's just give ourselves some time out here, you know. Let's just calm our anger, like as the ReZero community as a whole. Okay, we need to learn how to be a lot more sensible, you know. Stop being so vulgar with people. Uh, yeah, we can't be that slow. Are you advising yeah, advising yourself? Yeah, <laughs> Kisho, this is advice for you. Follow your advice. Okay, Erica, <laughs> uh, I hear a plea talking. No, 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 no. So, Erica, yes. you have watched ReZero until episode 18. What is your right. take on everything? Um, okay, so I took a long time to get to episode 18 just because I'm currently dealing with a lot of stuff with like transfers and I'm, I'm transferring unis and um, um, also my mental health hasn't been the best that's why I sort of put it on hold because uh, based on you know uh, here we have preacher preacher Rishvan and preacher um, Kisho talking about it's how archbishop they... for you okay fine archbishop okay Kisho <laughs> talking about how you know uh, ReZero can get very heavy I, I wanted to mentally prepare myself and put myself at a better place because um I didn't want to, you know, feel more shitty about myself. So um, my mental health is a lot better. And um, I decided to con- watch ReZero. Yeah, I decided to continue. And um, I think I made a correct choice because I think uh, I just finished watching episode 18 today and I had a like a major breakdown watching the episode, yo. Because oh, I think not for the I, first time, we hope. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. I think I cried a bit um in previous in one of the previous episodes. But I think like this was the episode that made me ball. Uh, maybe it's just me because I, I I have a lot of empathy for I for, for, for other people. So I cry a lot when I watch shows or movies. But I think um as a person who has 
um, gone through a lot in terms of like feeling good about myself and questioning my self-worth. Um, episode 18 was something that um, it hit home to me lah. When I, I don't want to spoil it for Hanan. Am I allowed to spoil it for Hanan? Yeah, no, Hanan doesn't deserve the luxury of not being spoiled anymore. Like, come on, like, and you're not even spoiling that much, so don't worry. Okay, okay. So, it's like, right, it's all right. I accept any and all spoilers, guys. Okay, okay. As, <laughs> Ruin as my experience is fine. No, oh no, now I feel bad gonna, about it. Erica, Erica, put it in a guys. put it in a way where you're like trying to be vague, but at the same time trying to entice her to get, actually go and watch it. You know what I mean? Okay, okay, yeah. Okay. okay I'm so gonna watch actually... it later out of spite. Screw you guys. Okay. Oh, no. That's the spirit. <laughs> That's the spirit, Hanan. <laughs> so I mean, like... She's um, been bullied. She literally succumbed yeah. to the bullying. He succumbed to it, bro. Oh Y'all are horrible. Hannah's just like, wait till we start talking about Avatar. We've done our guys. duty. I'm doing this out of spite. Re-Zero subreddit. We've done our duty. We've served the Majokyo. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, go on. Okay, okay. Yeah, I was saying, Lamal. Um... So, um, episode 18 inherently is a very, okay, like, I think the episodes leading to episode 18 were very, very impactful to me, just mm-hmm. because, like, um, I think out of a lot of shows I've watched or movies I've watched, I think it's very rare for me to see an anime that really touches on mental health, because, like, Obviously, coming from an Asian context, and uh, we are a very much a conservative, a more conservative group of people, like Asians. Lah. Like, you wouldn't really see people from this part of the world talk about mental health or like depict mental health that way. So, like, when I was watching ReZero, I was like really, really like surprised as to how like they like portrayed Subaru's character. And, um, I was watching ReZero with my my grandma, you know, like the 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 she only she mm-hmm. only started watching it with me like the past few episodes only, like not from the beginning. So I had to explain to her what's been happening and I had to explain to her why. But she was giving Subaru so much shit for like how he was reacting to things. And I do get that it can be annoying. Like if you watch Attack on Titan, you would know that there are similarities in terms of the way that Subaru and Eren handle, like react to pain. But I feel that the way that for, for it for Subaru, I feel like I can relate to him more and I found him less like overbearing compared to Eren in season one or season two of Attack on Titan. Because like the like I think the experiences he he faces, he's inherently more alone than Eren. Because Eren had Mikasa and he has like Armin and a group of people to support him. But in terms of like Subaru, he loses everything every single time he, you know, dies. And that makes in 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 a sense, he's the only person that sort of knows what he's going through. And I think in a sense that I would give it to, I would prefer Subaru as a protagonist more than Eren, you know? But like going back to the part about like episode 18, I think the episode is really, it's a really simple episode. But I think um, I'm going to say that 
it's probably one of the best anime episodes I've watched because of um I think how well it de- depicts a lot of things that people with mental health issues go through and as a person that um constantly doubts her self-worth um I can genuinely relate to what Subaru was saying about you know wanting to give up and not wanting to continue fighting on for things and you know that's a line that says you know I hate myself the most and man did that hit home because like I used to tell that to myself or to other people too like when I was like talking about my mental health issues I remember going to therapy once and I was telling my I'm sorry if this is getting very like heavy but I I told my uh, counselor or my therapist this before you know, so I could definitely relate to what Subaru was saying. And I think even though it's a very simple concept of just him talking to Rem, I think I cried the most when Rem was talking because oftentimes it only takes you like it only takes one person for you to believe in you and for you to think that it's going to be okay. And one person to show their support for you to actually feel better about yourself you know so I think I was like crying a lot because you know Rem's words were like so comforting as a person who has gone through like tremendous amount of pain because of my own mental health before I think it brought a lot of comfort and um it was a great episode I think it just it it was really good lah. I if it just yeah it just hit home in a sense yeah i mean i agree i mean i can definitely relate to that especially like if you if you think of it as ram talking to you it's like sometimes it's just exactly what you want to hear in terms of like validation and someone believing in you but what what do you think of that juxtaposition of like what without spoiling anything what ram wanted and what ram heard you know what i mean like uh wait what ram wanted and like what ram heard oh, oh okay. okay i'm just gonna say think, yeah uh, um is the it friend the, zone you know oh, the, the ending part i think yeah. oh that was such a buzzkill for me because like um i feel like the way she reacted was so mature of her as a character um I wouldn't say it's mature. It's more like, I don't know. Is it like innocence? Or, it's like innocent, but it's like very mature. And I feel like... Um, I, I Because I like part of you wants to think it's like this blind loyalty to Subaru, but also you kind of think, but actually that's a really good way of handling it. If you look at it, like she's not petty. She's not angry. Yeah. She's like, yeah, okay. I accept that like, it's I'm not the right person at the right time, but fair enough. I'll always support you. Like that's mm-hmm. for Subaru to like, be able to say that and like Rem is just a gem yeah I, I agree like that personally like I know there is a like a comparison in ReZero where you know Rem and Amelia you know who is the best waifu who is the best girl <laughs> oh you know you know and I, I know the this toughest is the question of all yeah 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 because like Agreed. I have a younger brother my, I have a younger brother and he has also watched ReZero before like I have two younger brothers and the older one that's a teenager has watched the ReZero before and um, he always says that how Rem is the best you know so like everyone I always knows Rem I beg to differ 
I'm oh, firmly in Emilia camp here. Has he watched season two? That bleep. Come on. <laughs> hey, don't eh, hey, as a sister, like you know, okay, no, 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 I think like Amelia is she hasn't done anything awful, but oh, in terms of yeah. like not okay from from what I have watched so far. But um, I personally think that um, with how Ram reacted, I feel like she was that this it takes a a great amount of emotional intelligence and also situational awareness for somebody to react that way. Like for her to react so calmly, like she knows that Subaru is a mess after what he has said, you know, and like she, she knows that it, she shouldn't make a big deal out of it because of like for me like that's this is what I, I interpreted. I don't know if it's correct or not, but like for somebody to just accept it, to not react hugely, you know, it it really showcases like how genuine and how like pure or like how do I say like how kind of a person Rem is you know she just you know she went from like totally hating Subaru to you know loving this character like you know like simping over him I wouldn't say simple but like it comes no she is very... a simp okay yeah. like but even 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 with that in mind uh how do you feel about the situation? Like, how do you feel about Subaru's decision? Because when ReZero first came out in 2016, right? And mm-hmm. after that episode aired, everyone hated Subaru. Like, he became the worst main character in history because of what he did in the episode. Oh, I think that was a big, big move from him, though. Like I know, but can you actually blame him for what he did? In your eyes, what do you think? Oh, oh, Lamal, wait, wait, wait. You have to say that again. <laughs> okay, no. Like, do, do you actually think that you can blame him for what he did? Mm, good question. Actually, I... Like, it's 50-50 for me. Like, no, I think more 70-30. Like, I... Personally, I don't get which, why... Which one are you siding with? Okay, 70, like, I do blame him. Okay, but oh, okay. like I don't blame him because he he's just going through a lot and he's saying whatever he's trying to say out like from his head, you know, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. But I think it was such a, I think it was such an inconsiderate move of him because the episode for me was like going really well, and then when he said that, I was like, bro, it's not the time for you to simp over this girl now. You know this, and then like Ram just professed her undying love for this boy, and man just gotta break her heart like that, you know. And the fact that she reacted so well towards it, I was like, oh my god, this girl is a gem. We must protect her at all costs, okay? No, but but that's the thing, right? People always misinterpret this episode, and I th- yeah, you've fallen into this trap as well. Because if you actually pay attention or like you rewatch the story, you can piece together what this episode actually means. This is actually Subaru repaying Rem. I uh, know Rem repaying Subaru in episode 12. 
Mm. Okay, you know? let me let me add on to that because if you look at the whole thing, right? It's such a it's such a dramatic twist from how Ram was when she was first introduced. Because um, from what yeah. you've seen, Ram was just all out just hating Subaru and like being right, right. very suspicious of him because of his witch's scent and whatnot. But mm. because Subaru had that like moment of like saving Ram, mm-hmm. which is what caused Ram to have this like undying affection for him in the first place. Mm. So in a way, it's kind of like Subaru turning the tables and Ram being able to give back to Subaru. Like Ram was able to save him in this scenario, you know? Right. No, right. but like here's the thing, Erica. Even though he didn't, you know, he he did that, he still reciprocates Ram's love for him. Yeah, yeah, it's just a... yeah, 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 yeah. No, like, I, I can see where Eric is come from, comes from because yeah, like know? even I think like the way Subaru said it would have hurt like anybody hearing that from the from the person you love yeah, it was man. definitely going to hurt like maybe he could have done it like in a softer way but ultimately i understand why he did it like emilia exists no he was and he, of the moment you know any human yeah, would have done that no one oh, could collect no, their words at that situation no 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 i disagree nah, there nah, that's nah, where we disagree, disagree. That, are I you disagree. sure you think that you I think okay, no, it's part, maybe you can go partly attribute that to his mental state. And then try and paraphrase, you know? No, maybe that like, would happen. No. Like, I'm I, just no. nodding along. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just observing. I'm a, no, no, I disagree <laughs> with you. I'm sorry, I disagree because like... Counterpoint, like, counterpoint. No, because it doesn't make... Like, he, he, like, I get that he likes Amelia and that Amelia is like the... Like, not onion, like, this man is simping over this woman, but like... I, I Maybe don't try see... to justify it better, you know? Yeah. And, but, don't, and don't be so blunt to him. Because if if I put myself in Subaru's shoes, right, I can see exactly why he feels that way for Amelia because Amelia was there from the start. Mm. But, but, like, a lot of reasons I don't want to go into, get into. But at the same time, don't hurt Rem. Like, she saved you. She was, like, being so nice to you. Like, I know the way he said it was so blunt. I don't want to put too much blame on him as well because of his mental state at the time. He's just like literally just speaking what he felt at this point. Like he wasn't thinking mm-hmm. rationally as well at mm-hmm. the time. So like I wouldn't entirely blame him, but he could have done it better. No, but but at the, the same thing. time, because the way the way Ram handled it, I think it's a bit of a moot point as well. Mm. No, but that's the thing, right? Because of like let's let's rewind a bit, right? We look at the situation at hand before Ram's dialogue, you know, Subaru's dialogue. Can can we like talk about Subaru's dialogue? He literally just confessed the reality of his situation. You mm-hmm, know? Yeah. Being a shut-in, you know, literally saying everything out, mm. just letting it all out. So because of that, right, he's being completely insensitive. At, even to himself, he's being completely insensitive by saying everything out like that. You know? Yeah, yeah, he's that, yeah. Not I get hiding that. it anymore. But that's yeah, what I'm saying. Not, because that yeah, we're not disregarding is, that. Yeah, we're not invalidating. Because he was because of what he because of his mental state at that point because of what he was saying, he was gonna let Ram down that way. But we're just saying hypothetically, if Subaru had more control over his emotions at that point, maybe he wouldn't have put Ram down the way he did. But if you okay, but if yeah, you but if yeah, I was Subaru, I would have done the same thing. I admit, yeah, that's I would the have thing. done the yeah. exact same thing. Yeah, that's the thing. That's what I'm trying to uh, say here. Because yeah, yeah, no yeah. other person totally would that be point able of view. to, you know, kind of form a, a properly structured answer to a situation Anyway, the truth like hurts that. anyway. Yeah, no, that's the okay, thing. Okay, wait, wait. For me, it's more like, like, 
if like okay i know that he was going through a lot and i and like i'm not invalidating the that he's being like in this state where he's just saying everything out of his mind because of the emotions right but you're also a human being like in a sense that like i he, he's not completely irrational in that but he was pretty broken though like, like imagine yeah, having he is to broken, die but being broke yeah but being broken like okay here's the thing like being broken doesn't give you the right or like yeah, it doesn't depressed. but it i'm doesn't just saying like right, if, you know i think what kishu trying to say is like if you were going to what subaru was going to would you have been able to like separate your irrationality and your like empathy for ram would you have been able to in that no no we need we lack context over here you see even if subaru accepted right i know uh, yeah I'm yeah like even in if context there's a whole iif story oh, no, no, that we no, can no. read okay, yeah. about but that. let's ignore that like, oh that my Suzuki god actually wrote okay, but, a separate novel like, if subaru yeah but like if Ram, that's not what no, Ram wants no i'm not trying to ask like okay okay i don't want him to like accept him accept it either because it's would not be right the wrong, yeah the i think it would be wrong i feel like i kind of understand the situation you know just based on what you guys were going no, on no you about. don't you're pleading let's continue <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear this I want to hear this I want to hear this I want to hear what Hanan says okay Hanan yeah I understand like from both of your like okay so like based off of like what you guys said from what I've heard um, I understand that when you're in emotional distress and you know you feel you're not in like your normal headspace you react differently than you might have wanted to but just because like you are hurt just because you are going through something doesn't mean you can hurt other people so i also right. understand like what erica's erica is saying but in the end i feel like you guys like arguing about this really isn't going to get you anywhere like yeah, it's because it's too valid. totally like, it's yeah they're both very no, valid you yeah know? but here's the thing the oh, way no. that oh, you wrote this No, no no the way nagatsuki wrote this right is that if if it was accepted like if he accepted that would have been the wrong choice that's the that's the way he wrote this you know asking because him. he wrote it with such a yeah, sense Kisho, of maturity yeah it's about the way he rejected we like agree that subaru should have rejected ram but like not in that way yeah you get what i, I mean is correct okay, that he yeah. should reject okay he should he should definitely 100% i agree y'all like people shouldn't accept people if they don't mean it you know what i mean so like oh, a lot of oh. people need to hear that yeah people yeah. shouldn't <laughs> accept people <laughs> let's not get into that but yeah oh no yeah but like i'm saying like i think for me even though like i i don't like for this this part i i don't think this aspect was like uh the biggest like like uh message that i got throughout that it, it's not supposed to be the message oh. here it's just what yeah. the fan base focused on No but yeah but that's the thing in the end right the author like if you derive the actual message of this episode is that Subaru is the most human character in any show possible because as humans you're always going to be imperfect in any situation so you are and never going to give the right yeah and you're never ever going to give the right answer in that situation you know so okay, it just proves okay. him being human yeah i guess oh, i guess yeah. something though about yeah. like Subaru Like mm. I know I've only watched like two episodes I think. Oh. Um oh. <laughs> but Breed like based off of like what I've seen so far, I think that Subaru is a really like 
different MC. Mm-hmm. Like, when you okay, look okay. at like mm. all the MCs in the past, like at least the ones I've watched, they're all very, you know, very positive. They're very diligent. They're very like, I don't know mm. how to explain. They're very so they're so cheerful, and like they have that vibe around right. them. But Subaru doesn't seem like that. Subaru seems like he would be like a um, side character in a different anime you know mm, mm. but like he's the main character and I think that's really interesting because it shows like how I guess how real it can be because not everyone can be like Naruto or Asa you know oh Hinata right right yeah 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 exactly exactly, exactly. I think it's really cool mm. Subaru is actually the most human character That that's the thing that people don't like about ReZero. A lot of people don't like it because it's, it delves too deep into realism and it's really showing how a shut-in person who has a fake personality of making jokes when the situation becomes uncomfortable and stuff mm. like that and just using escapism as a way to always avoid his problems mm, and never mm. learning from it. So re- if you look at it from a very, very philosophical point of view, right? Return by Death is basically forcing Subaru to grow as a person. Mm. If not, you know if you keep relying on... You know when you say it like that, I on, feel like I can relate too much. Yeah, like, it's like forcing someone to stop clinging on to escapism and actually growing as a person. Mm. That's what Return by that it's doing. But at the same time, it's traumatizing him in the same way. And it's horrifying. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Rishan. No, no, okay. I'll do this quick. I think if you... Anyone who's watching ReZero, right, they can find some part of themselves that relates to Subaru in some sense. Oh, yeah, I can Because relate, he's, though. if you look at a lot of anime, right, a lot of uh, main main characters like Hanan Sidi are very, like, idealized. They've got a certain, like, vibe to them. They're, like, held up on a pedestal. Subaru is, like, normal. He doesn't really have anything special about him. It's just that this return by dead is, like, as Kishore said, forcing him to be, forcing him to go by putting him in these situations, like, forcing him to relive everything. Mm-hmm. Which is why you can kind of relate because you can see how he's suffering through it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I really like about that. You can, like, see parts of yourself in Subaru and you can see how he grows from that. And that can, mm-hmm. like, affect you as well if right. you choose to take right. in that I think in I can way. see why, like, there are haters who hate on, like, that as- aspect of ReZero mm-hmm. because I feel like most people, when they watch anime, especially when it's, like... Um, it's a form of like escapism action. for them. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. a form of escapism and they but this picture is just bringing themselves. You in. Yeah. Mm. They kind of, like, look at them, look at the main characters as if they're looking at themselves. So they expect these yeah. characters to be really special, really but, powerful, because that's what they want. Yeah. You know, and to have, like, an MC who's just, who's just reflecting of their actual self yeah, exactly. Like no, I don't want to look in the mirror. That's not no what they sign up yeah, for. that's the thing. That that's the the thing about uh Subaru. He's just he's the most human character, and that really that's why ReZero like the people who don't like ReZero are the people who rely way too much on escapism. And personally, I rely way too much on escapism. But just watching yeah, him too. go through that that process of dying and returning, I think mm-hmm. I learned two things the most. Like from philosophical aspect, right? And by the way, props to the writer. Tape Nagatsuki is a madman. I don't know how does he do this, but there's so much meaning to this shit. The fact that, one, he has to grow his character to, you know, get out of the situation, you know? So there's always a permanent lasting effect out mm. of uh, Return by Death. And secondly, the philosophy that he doesn't want to die because then he can just chalk it up to, I can die and just restart. You know, 
but as time goes on he doesn't want to die like in like episode 17 with the white whale and shit you know he doesn't want to die and that's the thing because no human wants to die no one wants to chalk it up to okay uh i can just die and restart you know because that's not the right thing to do mm a bit of it so it's like a real juxtaposition of just like he doesn't want to die but then he wants the problem to be solved and the only way for him to solve the problem isn't by any like big brain strategy or stuff like that it's just by him go- growing his character you know calming down going through the problem suffering through it and learning from it you know where eventually he can go to like a really long streak where he doesn't have to die and he actually makes like tangible progress mm. yeah like in isekai quartet i know i've i've mentioned this reference before but in isekai quartet right it's basically like a chibi uh collaboration between four isekai rezero mm. konosuba uh yojo senki and uh, overlord right one of the episodes right the main character for overlord he basically uh, like thinks about subaru and then because subaru took like a giant magical blast in front of him and subaru didn't even blink like nothing happened to him and then the main character from overlord his dialogue was like what type of mental stress has this man been through and nobody knows that's the saddest thing no one knows it's literally only you who face your problems and only you know how to solve it that's the main message of rezero because no one knows about subaru you know that really hit home you know cuz like when i was yeah. like first watching rezero the fact that he couldn't tell that he couldn't even tell Amelia about his problems because Satella would just like kill Amelia the, the moment he like tried to talk about return of my dad like that really hit home like essentially right whenever you're going through a problem like in the end sometimes you really are alone with those problems you know even though you like there are people to talk to sometimes it's just certain things that other people can't understand and that you have to be able to like go through and deal with it i guess it's not true of every problem but it is quite relatable in in a sense cuz in the end it's like unique to you in this case return to death is something only subaru has and only subaru will understand which is which can you know be reflected on everyone because our own problems is something that only we can understand and only we can reflect on and telling anyone like maybe people can be good listeners like in season 2 i'm not trying to spoil anything but the uh-huh, person yeah. in season 2 was only a good listener you know and that's something that we all can relate to we all have this one person a therapist a really good friend that understands you the the most extent to what they can do is just listen to your problem because people can feel empathy it. but they can't actually they go can't solve what you're going you. to like yeah your you descriptions know? of something are like are one thing but it's not the same as actually going through it there's like a difference and the fact that Rizuru depicts this so accurately with all of these different uh, philosophical ideals that come into play I, which is why this show is a masterpiece to me and like no writing in any other show can match up to this because yeah, the character development yeah it's it's not your typical isekai not some not like your typical, typical fantasy anime as story, well but you know? it's not your just like only a psychological anime there's like so many aspects to it there's like Nobody talks about the feel good factor of Rezero sometimes you know especially yeah, like the first scenes at the Rosewall mansion later on <sighs> in season 2 there are like other scenes that's the thing that that's really Rezero is just oh god i can't i can't, i'm going to uh, okay. let's shall we move on 
Yeah, let's move on. Oh wait, wait, wait! I think like you know when you guys talk about Subaru, right? Um, I think with him being very human, I think it also ties into what we are gonna move on to, which is like um, a character that I personally feel that is somebody that is a lighter version of Subaru. And is definitely my comfort character. And I think Hanan, I think, would be able to relate because if you've watched Avatar, you know, like Zuko is like very much like just uh, begun, Kishore. Oh, it has no. begun. No, la, I mean like, I don't want to preach. Kishore, listen, we 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 were nicely talking about ReZero right now. You respect, you respect the ATLA family. I'm not gonna say okay? shit. No, I'm not gonna say shit. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not trying to like preach, but it's like you know how like certain characters, I feel like I agree with you that a lot of people watch shows to like as a form of escapism, right? Kisho, you said that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like oftentimes it's great that these shows have characters or have elements that remind us about, you know, yeah, we are a form of escapism, but at the same time, we also want you to realize that, you know, that um, we, you shouldn't really escape from the reality that you're in and that if characters are facing these type of problems that reflect your own problems then it also acts as a sort of like a reminder but also like a sense of like comfort that you know that other people are other people fictional people uh, are going through the same thing and I think that brings people a lot of comfort I mean like maybe people might not like Subaru but personally I really like Subaru as a protagonist he's super relatable and I think it also reminds me of my favorite protagonist one of my favorite characters which is like Prince Zuko from Avatar because he is also like a lot of people comment on how he has one of the best character developments in any like show or like any show and I do agree because he also started off from a really he started off from a very shit place, you know, about struggling. Yeah, to, to put it lightly. Place. Yeah, to put it lightly, he started off from like a really messy place. Wait, guys, guys, if you, if Kisho and Rishi, you don't know like how Zuko is, think, think like Zuko ran, no, wait, no, is that saying, you know what, whatever, like Shoto Todoroki from My Hero Academia is similar to Zuko. Like, but Zuko is like the OG. Uh, yes, but mm. you've not watched. <laughs> you haven't watched that either. Oh gosh! No, like, I mean, co- I, 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 I have a lot to catch up on you. Know? Come on. Okay, okay sorry, sorry. Go, go ahead. Go on. No, my my point being is that um, I feel like um, when I listen to Rishvan and Kisho talk about ReZero, I see a lot of them in when I preach about Avatar, and I think that's the the magic in like finding comfort in shows you know mm-hmm. like in a, in a sense it's also a very preferential thing but you do find like when you find a show that's why people like rewatch um, like you see people rewatching like Brooklyn Nine-Nine or Friends or rewatching oh, the same anime yeah. you know you know okay, so you it, have a great relationship with Friends if I recall <laughs> what is that you have a great relationship with Friends if I remember oh good god <laughs> <laughs> don't even get started on that. Wait, Kisho, you don't like friends? Oh no, I prefer being alone. I'm kind of like a loner. Oh, okay. okay. I like somehow managed to finish the whole thing. Yeah, I, I'm kind of like I'm kind of like uh, what do you call that? Like I despise human interactions. Yeah, uh, that's the character that I'm. Lone wolf. 
not really a lone wolf. Like I still <laughs> like talking to people. I just don't like calling people mm-hmm. my friend. You know. Yeah, yes, I understand. Faham, yes. <laughs> faham. Get, I get it. I get it. But like, I don't know lah. I, I mean, like for me, my comfort, like when I hear Richmond and Kisho talk about Re Zero, I see a lot of myself in like when I talk about Avatar, and it's like really a preferential thing, you know. So like I don't know, but if I can ask this, like it sort of leads to what Richmond and Kisho want to talk about in the next segment. So I'm gonna pass it back to them first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rishan. So you want to give your review of Steins Gate? Ah yes. So on the subject of comfort shows, right? So mm-hmm. as I'm gonna like transfer unis as well soon, I was recently scrolling in like my new college's Facebook group, and a lot of people like you know, giving their introductions and mentioned like, oh, like Steins Gate, a really great show, or like Steins Gate is one of the best animes ever. So like naturally, I was intrigued. And uh, since I had a break from exams, like a few days since a few days ago, I decided why not I just. Binge the first season, you know, see how it was, and I have to say this: this is like immediately. I would say this is one of my top three at the moment from what I've seen. It's really, really great anime, and surprisingly has a lot of similarities to Re Zero as well. Although Kisho, yes, I do agree, it's not the same. It will never be as good, but mm-hmm, it's close. Mm-hmm. It's close yes. enough. Good it's close clarification. Enough. Yes, <laughs> I feel like it's a necessary clarification because. Yeah. Uh, Okay, the similarities are kind of obvious. I think what I can say is basically it's about it's a time travel anime. It's about it's about this guy, um, Okabe Wintero, who like is a self-proclaimed mad scientist. So like occasionally he has this like fake persona that he like chooses to adopt, basically like accidentally inventing a time machine. And the uh, and the story basically in like. Without spoiling too much, it just revolves around the implications of that because we all know, like with most time travel tropes, the invention of a time machine can lead to a dystopian future, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and it deals with how they're able to use the tools that they have in order to like prevent this kind of future from happening. So overall, I would say personally, I would give it a nine out of ten. It's I would I would say like at first there's pacing issues. It's similar criticism to Rezero, at which, like, at the start, you feel like they throw a lot at you, and you don't necessarily wrap your head around the story until like after the first few episodes. But once it gets going, it really does get going. The similarities I would like, the similarities I would say with Rezero is that there is also a deep psychological element to this, because I would say having a time machine and return by death. Have a lot of similar themes, especially when you think of the act of redoing things over and over, and how that affects your mental state. That's one theme that I see here, but also in terms of characters, because I think that Science Gate has a very memorable set of characters that like you will really relate to, and I think that's also why I like I like it personally. I think that I like animes that are very realistic. You know, I know a lot of people like they like shonen anime or they get into anime. As a form of escapism, for me, I'm like I feel like I look for shows that are more like relatable, something that I can connect with, and I feel like Steins Gate has that because of how grounded it is into realism, and the fact that its portrayal of time travel is very realistic and it's very sound. It's like it's like this. It's a kind of show that like once you start, you are like the rules of time travel are like set in stone, so you kind of know how the mechanics work 
So it's not like, it's not like a huge problem. You know, like the boundaries of this world. And because it's so bounded in realism, like it's set in like, in like Akihara in Japan, like in the 2010s. So like, it's a very like relatable world with like modern amenities and like people, it showcases people with like real world problems in the present day. So in that sense, it's very relatable, but it also is able to deal with like a lot of mental health themes. It deals with loss. It deals with a bond between characters. It deals with like making tough decisions. And it's also got a very lighthearted like element to it. So overall, I would recommend it's not ReZero, definitely. But if you're looking for like, I wouldn't say it's a short anime. It's got, the first season has the 24 episodes plus an OVA. And there's also like a second season. I don't know if you can call it a second season. It's called Steins Gate Zero. It's not really a spin-off because it's actually canon. You see, So it is the sequel, right? Yeah, it's sort of a sequel. Basically, right, because it's a... I mean, without spoiling too much, because it's a time travel anime, right? Mm-hmm. There is a point at the towards the end of the first season where you kind of wonder, like, okay, I see what happened here, but, like, what was the process of getting to this point? And in Science Gate Zero, like, sorts of... It tackles that, not that other timeline, but, like, the other world line. Like, if you watch Science Gate, you'll see what I mean. It's like it tackles the other world line and the process that the characters took to get to that final point. So like to even watch that series, like they recommend you watching, like there's an, there's an alternate director's cut of the 23rd episode that you should watch before watching Science Gate Zero because it's like, it's very vital setup, but it's worth watching because again, like I've, I've only seen a bit of that season. I plan to watch it like once my schedule frees up. But that one takes a more like dark undertone and just goes with it. It really just examines how the characters deal with the the psychological aspects of time travel and dealing with loss and making decisions and trying to achieve the outcomes that they want. Overall, in that sense, right, I would would recommend it because one, it's very realistic. Um, Number two, because the cast of characters are very like, wholesome it's a very like fun anime to watch like the humor of science gate is pretty underrated i think like i keep going back to the running gags even though they're like so simple it's still pretty fun to watch but they are also able to combine that with a very deep theme of like choices and making decisions and having to choose between outcomes that you wouldn't want and trying to ensure like trying to make the best choice for one's future in that sense, I think it's a very, very strong anime. And a side note, I think it's great that f- for what, like, Science Gate's source material isn't actually, like, manga. Its source material is actually a visual novel. A visual novel. Yeah, that's the so, biggest twist. <laughs> yeah, and it's still really good. Because mm-hmm. the thing about Science Gate's visual novel is that when it was released, it got, it got a lot of, like, rave reviews because it's one of those visual novels where you can choose, like, you, it's like choose your own ending. There's no like fixed ending. Mm-hmm. Of course, I think the anime adapted the best ending. But it's like they put in so much of like attention to detail in that visual novel that they're able to translate it to like anime and it works so well. There's also like two OVAs and there's also a movie that they say isn't canon, but apparently it's like a really feel-good movie. So if you're attached to the cast of characters, that's something I do recommend you check out. And yeah, overall, I just say like, Steins Gate really did surprise me. Like, of course, like for me, no show comes close to ReZero. 
But mm-hmm, Steins Gate for yes, me was right. a pretty and was a pretty enjoyable anime. It's got a lot of the similar tropes. If you're a keen fan of ReZero, you'll notice the one or two characters are pretty similar in a certain way. As their side characters, I don't want to spoil too much. But it's very fun anime. If you're looking for something realistic, if you're looking for something deep, I would recommend Science Gate. It's a very fun watch. Okay, I have two things to say about that. One, I think, okay, this is going to be not really a hard take, but I think if you love ReZero, you can say the same. The time travel mechanic is the most obsolete thing in the show. Uh, it's more of like a plot. Convi- it's a plot device. It's really not the central focus, the central concept of the show. Agree or disagree? Um, somewhat agree. Somewhat agree. I think because season two, part two, because of season two, part two, it, it really proves how obsolete the time traveling mechanic actually is, you know? Yeah, so yeah ex- that's... especially that, but you have to get to season two, part two to understand what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, here's my and... comparative, because with Stein's Gate, time travel is the most important thing here because without time travel, the season does, like, the story doesn't work. The whole focus is about time travel and its implications. Whereas with ReZero, right, the story mm-hmm. progresses to a point where you don't even think about Return by Death as a mechanic anymore because yeah. there's so much of focus on the lore, which is why I have to commend Nagatsuki again. Like, yeah, I know in the beginning, like, Return by, all the like, I know you need Return by Death to progress the story, but it's, once you get to season two, you just forget that Return by Death is a thing because like, you're so focused on the lore and what happens, what has happened in like, Emilia's past, what, what's happening in the future, what's Subaru going to do next. You kind of forget yeah. that Return by Death is a thing. Even for though it Erica, does happen. For Erica and Hanan, just, uh, this isn't even a spoiler. This is just like uh, something that you should know. The reason why we're talking about this, Season 2, Part 2, there's 13 episodes. And in 13 episodes, not a single death happened. Oh, thank Subaru. God. Subaru. Yeah. That, no, there's not a single loop. But it's also right, very emotional. There, one, one of the episodes was like a 9.9 on IMDb. Yeah, so. IMDb. Yeah, on IMDb. It, it, uh, for us, it's a 10. That episode is like the best anime episode I've seen. Like, it was yeah. so good. Like, everything we were expecting happened. That, that's just a ridiculous score. I've never heard of a show getting a 9.9 before. I think towards the end, all the episodes were getting like above a 9. Like, at yeah. the end. So, that like that's the best part of ReZero. Is that like the end of season two? Not saying that the first the first part wasn't good. Like, Reason was a really good show, but it can get better, and it gets like so much better that like you just have to get to that point. Okay, is there, and another... is there gonna be like a season three for for Rizzo Oh, we're hoping. Or... We are still there's waiting. A, there's enough source material for at least a season four, so we're hoping like White Fox Ooh. decides to adapt it soon. There's a yeah. lot of Reason content. No, more than that, actually, because the light novel is still being written. Yeah, oh yeah, oh, Like, see, for see, what has been written now, they could potentially adapt four seasons, but we're just Five hoping they can actually. announce season three faster. Yeah, stick around for an anime. Five, if you count the new arc seven, that's, like, being written yeah. right now. Yeah. Oh, so tempting to, like, not start reading that. Also, here's another thing about Steins Gate. Rintaro Okabe, the main the protagonist, I actually saw this post before. He's actually voiced by... Uh, what's his name? Krolo <laughs> from it's Hunter Hunter. Krolo? Oh, and let's Dazai. go! He's the same voice actor as Dazai and Krolo. Oh my Such God. a good voice actor, man. You have to see that. Like, the way he just portrays his character is just... 
yeah, Daza really had yeah. He's too too many iconic, Daza. too many iconic lines. Yeah, Daza Daza really Daza? had really Daza. Yeah, BSD Bungo Straight. Oh my god, Daza Daza had really good, really really good like voice acting, really really like unique to mm-hmm. me. Like it's the the voice that sticks, you know. It sticks in your head, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Still no Kobayashi Yusuke. When you when you say that, all I can think of is Nanami. <laughs> oh my god! It wait. Na- the what person can I say? I'm who saying... played, uh, the person who played Goku Shufudo, is he actually the same voice actress? Uh, Tatsu, is he actually the same uh, voice actor as Nanami? Huh? Nanami. You know is, Goku Shufudo, uh... right? Nanami from JJK, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It's yeah. the same, right? They sound so similar, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that Yakuza Yeah, I'm voice. pretty sure it's the same. Oh, my God. Okay, and... Uh, sometimes the thing that, like, blow- something things that blows my mind is, like, sometimes, like, certain characters have the same, like, voice actor, but they sound completely different in different anime. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of yeah. like Levi, I, Levi and Takeda-sensei from, like... Um, Haikyuu so the this like Levi sounds like oh yeah, us, yeah like, Erica yeah. Roswell is Zeke oh yeah Roswell is Zeke oh that's oh ooh, ooh, ooh. yeah okay yeah here's, a, here's another point about V-Zero right it pushes voice actors to search like pushes them to their limit like surpassing what they thought they they couldn't do, you know? Because in different anime, they just sound so different. Like, you can tell yeah. in Zero, they're really, like, pushing it. They're really like, example, like, it, you know? if you see, like, the quintessential quintuplets, like, Itsuki, Itsuki's voice actor is also Ram's voice actor, and they sound like, there but is a noticeable difference. Yeah, you could you never could tell. never tell. Yeah. And Roswell's voice actor, you know? Uh, <laughs> Roswell's voice as well, you know? Like, that, to pull that, that off. That shit is hard, you know? He, because he has a clown accent, so... <laughs> For him to talk that way, it's really, really hard for him to do that. And somehow he still pulls it off, which is so commendable. I really like him. I forgot his name. But yeah. But of course, the best one is Kobayashi Yusuke, the voice actor for Natsuki Sukuru. He literally won Best Voice Actor of uh, the, in the Anime Awards last year, 2020. He won Best Voice Actor, and it was for ReZero Season 2 Part 1. So yes, <laughs> Kobayashi Yusuke, he deserves that shit. He really he is it. such, yeah, he's such a good voice actor. My god. Okay, so moving on to my feel-good anime. I think there's only one that I kind of go back to, just realize how single I am. Uh, and that's uh, Tonikaku Kawaii, or Fly Me Over the Moon, I think. Uh, but basically, Tonikaku Kawagi is about a guy who gets into an accident but is saved by a girl. And then he chases after the girl. And, uh, well, basically, the girl says, well, I'll only be together with you if you marry me. And then the guy just blindly accepts. And, yeah. So they get married in the first episode. Two complete strangers get married in the first episode. And the entire season is about their journey as a married couple. And it's so wholesome, like beyond anything else. And it just, it, it's just like, it, it's like a double-edged sword, you know, because it reminds me, like, I'm so single and that I might never have this. But then, you know, I still like to look at that wholesome shit that's going on. So, yeah. <laughs> Thoughts? Okay, like, um, 
why is it wholesome? Because we 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 know there are a lot of like wholesome animes out there, but like you gotta give us like a bit more uh, juice, I you know. I I I don't think I can explain it. It's basically like picture yourself getting married to a complete stranger, and then not gonna lie, I'd be terrified. Be, I would be terrified. Yeah, true. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but like for someone who's like uh, so blindly in love that believes in uh, love in person and stuff like that, right? Uh, like how would you take the relationship from there? Yeah, <laughs> that's the wholesome part. It's basically. They are married, but they're still going through the relationship. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. I see. It's a really simple show. There really isn't much to say. Is it like a very sojo life. sort of show? Like a very shoujo sort of show? Uh, no, it, it's more like slice of life. Kind Ooh, of. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's definitely more slice of life. There's not too much comedy in it. Uh, mm. there's some cheeky, quirky jokes and stuff, but it's just, I, I really can't explain it. Like, if you're single and you watch that shit, you'd either be so depressed that you just want to cry yourself to sleep, or you'd feel so wholesome that your nose would start bleeding out of excitement and pure joy. Okay, now I'm conflicted whether I should watch that or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I say, like I said, it's a double-edged sword. Like, if you have a if you have a significant other, then yeah, this shit's just an interesting watch. But if you're single, oh my god, it hits so hard, you know? It's like an mm. annoying reminder that you're still I think single. when you're single, like a lot of anime just hits hard, if I'm being true. honest. True. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that's true. That's for sure. That's true. Oh, this is god. why I don't watch shoujo people. No offense yeah. to the shoujo community, it's just as it <gasps> so happens, everyone on this call is single today, so Mm, it up. <clears throat> Anyone who business. isn't as well, just like if you want to talk about anime from your perspective, we'd love to okay, hear. Let it. me just use this uh, platform uh, to basically sell myself to the audience. Oh God! Uh, I oh, have God. no, I have no specific. I'm not into anyone. I don't even have a type. <laughs> so literally, just message me. I'm so desperate that I, I like seven. You know. Oh my so, God, Kishon. Yeah. Have a bit of Personally, like, I hope people get this one. I have no pride, damn it. Okay. Oh my goodness, Lamau. Are you okay? Uh, one day, Kisho, we will do an episode with all the stories of our lives. Yeah, that there's be- many. That's gonna be really tragic, guys. If we're gonna talk gonna... about our love stories, that's gonna be very no. tragic. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> I don't think mine is that tragic though. I just I wow, 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 wow. Okay. Erica, well, have, you, have you ever dated someone before? Uh, like uh. Anyone? Have you ever dated a person before? I haven't labeled somebody my boyfriend before, but I had my casual things here and there, lah. Oh, casual she things. She doesn't deserve like, to be in this call. No la, Like <laughs> no, no, no. Like I. She's a, she's no. on a higher plane. She's not a plebeian okay. like us. No, no, but we I, need, I we need more like, But like the casual team. things are like normal though. Yeah, it's like I don't... Well, for I, you guys. I, yeah, for you guys. <laughs> what is normal? <laughs> Can you eat uh? Yeah, yeah, what is normal? What is normal stuff? We're off on a tangent here, but since we're talking about this, this kind of like anime, getting, why not? You know, getting to know people, getting to know someone and like, it's like that weird talk. It's like the talking stage, you know. I always thought that was. It's just like you're like not texting. actually in a relationship. Mm. Erica, have you ever no, it's a bit more than that. Like maybe going out a bit, you know, sometimes here and there. Mm-hmm. It's a weird place, though. 
Yes, yes. I don't it's a very great it. area. It's a very great area. Yeah. Mm. Have, have you ever considered yourself that, like, in a relationship, like that status before? No. I um, Hanan, no. I I don't think. Wait, Hanan. Hanan, no. Hanan, no. Yeah. I'm gonna be Hanan. single. I'm gonna turn twenty and like single twenty years. I'm gonna buy myself a cake that says twenty years alone. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no! Come on. Hola. Actually, like um. Oh God. Um, I don't know. I think close. I've. I would say that I was. I would say I was close to being in a, a relationship, but it, yeah, I it wasn't oh. something that Didn't I wanted. It. Yeah. Oh. And like, okay. yeah, but okay, okay. More so, more so, like I don't know. Ever since, like, I, I, I've done, like, I don't want to. Okay, I hope my parents don't listen to this podcast. I don't think they will, so don't worry. Yeah. But like the main <laughs> yeah. thing is, the main thing is like. Um, I've I've like met people I've talked to people I've like you know done my fair share of shit um, but like I've after everything I've never like reala- I actually really like being single <laughs> I really like my independence and I think like um, you don't necessarily yeah, I, I think, think that's a, people- a really conflicting thought single does not equal independence like you can be independent and be in a Oh yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. That's definitely. understandable. I think yeah. I think it's like that shouldn't more be an getting mm-hmm. getting adjusted to something new. Like you know, because yeah. like you've been single your whole life, and then you have to adjust to another person. That's so weird. You Unless that person yeah, like Unless sort of like warrants the commitment. Yeah, you know, I like if that person is so empathetic enough to, you know, yeah. Mm, what agree, is that? Hmm. You were saying. Oh no, I just said I have commitment issues so I think same, that's same, why same. it's so difficult. Same bro, same. You know, and plus I, like, I kind of want the relationship like the nice part of the relationship without having to go through the trouble of getting to know someone because I don't have patience for that. So basically mm. just get, get with someone that you already know, right? Oh god. Yeah, but I also don't want to be with anyone I don't really know. Mm-hmm. So it's a weird conflict. Mm. I've given up. For, for me, it's different, you know. <laughs> she just ends the sentence with, I've given up. <laughs> ah, man. Oh, no, just hope so the situation I, I changes. Wait, shit. I, don't, I don't think it's like giving up, though. I think, Hanan, you're more like, you're, you, you're just not thinking about it. Like, I'm just pushing like it a, back. Like, it's fine. Yeah. I, don't, I can live without escapism. it. Escapism. You know, exactly, bro. Yeah, yeah, exactly. it's another form of escapism. Come on, man. No, Plus, I have like enough different. like 2D fictional husbands. You know, it's fine. Correct. Oh, God. Zuko can sustain me. We're just mm-hmm. here with like Amelia and Ram. Like, we can't take anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's way enough. Like, if they have a body pillow to give Fishman, like, come on, man. Oh, God. Oh, is God. that what you were going to give me? I know what to get, Fishman. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> No, but whatever but you're giving something. me I'll just give you the opposite oh god <laughs> that's actually a cool stress I'm not gonna lie that's actually a really yeah cool I know stress. it's like you're definitely gonna like that wait well, yeah, what Erica, you oh yeah I was just gonna say like oh yeah to people like who are listening to this like I, I think a lot of people like feel that you need somebody to fulfill you like for you to be fulfilled and I don't think that is a very healthy like 
um, mindset to have. And that's what I realized as well throughout my experiences. I think, like, I agree with Kisho, you know, like, independence and, like, sing- being single is not, like, like, it, 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 it doesn't, it doesn't correlate not, to each other. Yeah, it doesn't you know? correlate to each other. But for me, it's more like, I realized that I'm, I don't need somebody to fulfill, like, to give me the sense of famil- fulfillment because I think fulfillment should come from within and not, it shouldn't be external, you know? Like, a relationship should be a bonus. It shouldn't be, like, a, like, yeah. like, like you know yeah. something that is like compulsory for you to be a like yeah, a like having like you, being, you know? like you know those people who really rely on like their relationship on their partners like if you that's, just that's want to way. have someone to rely on and like that's not very that's healthy that's the origairu philosophy yeah, <laughs> codependent relationship. Oh my god! I yes, Oregairu is something that I've been meaning to. I, I one of the enemies in my list. <laughs> Kisha was like, Kisha told me not that to shit start is so, Yeah, like you know, my personal rating is that Oregairu is a ten out of ten masterpiece. But then I would never recommend it to anyone because that shit is so boring that no one would like watching it. Really? But if you make it, oh my god! Yeah, if you make it, if you make it to season three, and you actually finish the show. You you will feel like you will have a whole new understanding of what relationships are like, you know, mm-hmm. and codependent codependency and shit like that. I learned all of that from Origairu. That's why I referred to it as Origairu philosophy. But I would never recommend anyone to sit through that much boredom to just learn this, you know. Like I can literally explain it to you, and then you don't need to watch Origairu. I think that's the best thing I can do. I feel like Oregon is going on my list if I've like finished everything on it like prior. Yeah. Because like when Kisho was telling me like imagine having to sit through like the second and third season and you still don't know like you still haven't reached that resolution yet. Yeah. It's so ridiculously boring. It really doesn't have to be that way. And I know that there's a lot of meaningful context to it but it shouldn't they should have added a lot more you know meaningful content that actually happens rather than just banging on such a vague idea of something that's going on that you don't even reveal to the people who are watching it and then making them decipher it on their own. I really like the philosophical aspect of it. I really like that it's pushing me to learn about the show on my own. But god damn it, it's just so... Like, I still could take it, but I really don't think... Like, you don't need to suffer it as much as I did watching that show, you really don't have to put yourself through that. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's my take on relationships. Or like I do and Kamikazu Kawaii. Hanan, let's hear yours. Yes. So what's your feel-good anime? My feel-good anime? Okay. Like- or show in general. I think I have, like, two answers for that. Um, one, any, like, Ghibli film. Oh, okay. Yeah, except except Grave of the Fireflies, because that one is just pure sadness, pure depression. But, yeah, I, I rewatched Princess Mononoke this morning, and I was, I was feeling it. It was so good. I just think that, like, Ghibli Studios, like, the films are just really magical and it's just really nice like it it's like a break from all the you know the pain from Jutsu Kaisen from AOT 
Yeah. But besides that, I think Mob Psycho or Hunter Hunter. Yeah, those are like my feel-good animes. What in the world? I don't see how Mob Psycho would be a feel-good anime. Maybe second season. But Hunter Hunter, I don't know. But Mob Psycho really... I just... I mean, I guess it's a personal thing because I just find like Reagan. a lot of comfort in Mob. And oh, like, I just really like seeing, okay. like seeing the animation, seeing his character, mm-hmm. like it makes me feel really nice like watching mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I think that's why it's one of like those kind of animes. But I guess Haikyuu is also pretty far up there. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Mm-hmm. And what about Kaguya? What about that? Oh, yeah. I guess if... Yeah, yeah, actually, I, because that's the thing, it's hard to, like, for me to pinpoint which animes, like, this or that, because I really like a lot of animes, and Kaguya is definitely up there. It's one of those animes where, like, you can watch it without thinking much. You can watch it while eating, you can watch it while doing other things. It's really chill and lighthearted, and it definitely makes you feel good. Yeah, it's similar to, like, Psyche K for me, I think. It's a casual Psyche kind of show. K? Okay, but here's the thing yeah. about Psyche K. I, I watched Psyche K. I really love it. It's a 9 out of 10 for me. But like, the dialogue is so freaking fast. You literally have to set the playback speed to 0.5. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, maybe man. I'm just used to it. But like, it's it's really, yeah, the, the, the subs are really fast. Really fast. I don't see how it's just, I was so stressed. I literally had to drink like 2 liters of water just trying to read those subs. Good God, man. They just pop out on screen and then they go Here away. Here we have second. the weakest link. The weakest link. Oh my God. <laughs> no, 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 no. Ask anyone that has watched Psyche K and they'll tell you how how bloody fast the, those subs actually it come It is fast, go. but I don't think it's like anything like to drink two liters of water over. <laughs> oh my God. You wouldn't know. It's so ridiculous. Oh, okay, God. yeah, but I don't drink water anyway, so my argument oh, is no. <laughs> no, I get my water content from ice. Whoa. Okay, we've got an innovator here. <laughs> she gets her water from ice? Good God. Big green moves here. water yeah. just frozen, you know? It's like saying I get my yeah, water Yeah, it from is, saliva. exactly. Not as different as something you generate, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just swallow that shit down. That's the what way is, I think. Hannah's solution is more sound. Like, she's actually <laughs> getting it from an outside source. Yeah, I'm just getting it from an inside source, you know? because I'm You're just reusing whatever water you have left in you. I'm literally like a shonen protagonist, you know? Just using the power in me. Zenitsu when he's half asleep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also... But when I say like Hunter Hunter is one of my like feel good animes, I mean specifically the the arcs before the fuck what's it called the ant the Chimera ant arc, because that one oh. is just depression. Erica, you should know about this, right? Because we haven't watched Hunter. Hunter. Yes, I I'm currently still. I, oh shit! I haven't finished. Actually, I haven't finished watching Hunter Hunter, but I'm on the Chimera ant arc and God. Damn yeah, me it, me too. Cool. It's just so sad. I, I couldn't finish watching it. No spoilers, no spoilers. I don't I don't think I've gone to where you are yet, but oh man, I just, I think like 
the first four seasons were great. I personally, York New City Out was the best for me. Like, yeah. like, with, like, like the Phantom Troop. Like, I love the Phantom Troop so much that they are literally my like no minus literally. Uh, I mean they they are they are they are the Phantom Troop is like my my desktop wallpaper. Yeah, I love them so much. Yeah, <laughs> but I wouldn't say I wouldn't say Hunter Hunter. Also, you know what's funny? Yeah, go on, go on, Hanan. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay but yeah that definitely is also like a comfort anime of mine but that's because like i relate to kirua like to an extent and it's really funny because we just found out just now that like she's erica is basically gone and i'm basically kirua so it's really funny that <laughs> not to know each other <laughs> yeah man <laughs> Go. this sounds cringe it's not. I, it's I think we need to watch to understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. Gone and Kilua, the green shirt dude and the white head kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Oh my god. Okay. Wait, wait, That's wait. Like wait. But, I but I wouldn't I wouldn't consider like like I wouldn't I wouldn't consider um Hunter Hunter, a uh, comfort anime of mine, though. Yeah, Hanan. Mm. Yeah, because huh? just because of like, I, I wouldn't consider Hunter Hunter a comfort anime. I think anime. we all have different perspectives of comfort. Yeah, to be we honest. all have different yeah. perspectives. Like, I love Hunter Hunter, but I wouldn't say it's a comfort anime. I, I would say Gone is my comfort character for like an anime, but he's not like, like the, the anime, the anime itself is not really like a comfort anime. It's something that's a bit more like a comfort yeah. anime. To yeah, that's understandable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like something that's a bit more comfort anime to me is definitely Haikyuu. Okay, and uh, definitely... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Haikyuu and then another one would be like, I don't know if you guys know that this shoujo, but it is my all-time favorite shoujo. And I've it is like on the pedestal, like not, nothing so far that I've watched can beat it, which is Kaicho Wa Made Sama. I don't know if I've talked about this before, but oh, Usui. Oh, Usui. I've heard of it before. Dude, yeah. you Usui Made Sama, yeah. I've heard of that anime before, but I've never watched it. Dude, like Misaki is like top tier like Sundere to me, and like Usui is top tier boyfriend material to me. Like, oh my god, like like even if I am like enjoying my single life when I get lonely or like you, you sometimes you'll feel lonely right so I will always go back and watch clips and I'll feel like even lonelier but I feel so good you know like I'm so like I want that but then it's like it's so it's so good like, like that's yeah that's the same way I feel about Tony Kostoi yes that's like, then that's I can feeling. relate to you I can yeah. relate to your feeling like you watch but, it and then you think will I ever have this you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And the thing is, like, I like I I see a bit of myself in Misaki. Like, you know, the she's like kind of like the overachiever, and like she's like a the go getter type. You know, so I'm like, oh shit! Like, I I hope I can get some of that usui in my in my reality life. But like, it's not like a big big priority. But like back to like comfort shows. Oh, I want, I want, I'm gonna preach a bit, just a bit, okay, just, just a bit, okay. Since we endured Rishwan and Kisho's preaching about endured, like reason. you were enlightened, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. The nerve. It is. Okay, if it. 
Okay. Yes. I fine, 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 fine. I give it to you. Okay, Kishore. I give it to you. Okay. I was yeah, somewhat yeah. enlightened. Okay, but mm-hmm, I would mm-hmm. say that like my comfort show, like a show that I would watch over and over again, and I would still find something good about it is definitely like. Um, Avatar The Last Airbender series not the movie the movie doesn't exist to me but like the series I would say that because um, I grew up with Avatar I watched Avatar in on Nickelodeon the first, and I it, it's very like a very wholesome feeling to me because I used to watch it with my dad mm-hmm. every Sunday when Nickelodeon would like play like two back-to-back episodes of Avatar and we would it was in my childhood home. So I have very, like, Avatar is like something that I would say that's very significant in my childhood. And then after I grew, grew up, like, I sort of forgot about it growing up. And then I I was suddenly, like, YouTube started recommending me, like, Avatar videos. I was like, huh? You know, and I, I fell into this rabbit hole again. And I start, I rewatched the whole series because it was available on Netflix. And I rewatched it 10, I think, like, 10 years later when the se- like like when I stopped watching it so I like I watch I rewatched the entire series when I was like 18 and it was my senior year and that watching it pulled me out of a very very dark place I was in a very very bad state in like my senior year I was very stressed out things were the best at home and this show saved my life like it saved me from being con- like it was like my little light you know and and the thing about why it's great from a more like critique standpoint and not from a personal standpoint is that it is inherently a kid show but it's so much more than a kid show um it touches on very dark themes very mature themes like genocide war you know and um and like even mental health issues in like characters like Azula and uh, Zuko but I think the best thing about Avatar like I think Hana would be able to relate it's that it it's like a it's a show that teaches you like number one that there is a balance in life and that there is a balance that like not everything is black and white you know all the time and it really showcases that and number two like it really showcases the importance of people-to-people interaction. Like, you would value, like, mm-hmm. when you watch Avatar, you would value the people around you a lot more. You know? Like, it, t- it talks about serious themes about forgiveness and, and, you know, maturing and adulting and so many, like, it's a very light, not to say light themes, but important themes in, like, your human 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 to human interactions you know and i think like for me you can teach a lot yes exactly exactly like with uncle iroh like the lessons he teaches and you know like Mm -hmm. you have to i I don't know the character development with the characters oh my goodness like you know how soccer soccer was like really misogynistic at first yeah yeah, he was a very misogynistic character, and in the end, he he's he dated one of like the big one of the the biggest badasses in like the entire series, in my opinion. And like, yeah, I want to talk. And about, he like, learned from her a lot. Oh yes, 
definitely like she she basically showed him like a different side to things you know like he opened his eyes yeah you know but like for me it's like it's more than just like a show it really teaches you about life you would really love love learn to love the characters and you're going you would generally feel like you're going on this journey with them you're going on this journey with ang and you're 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 going through all these emotions together with them and you're you smile and you laugh and you cry and it's just like a really wholesome show and like it really oh, zuko I, I cannot stop talking about zuko and azula but yeah like you just have to watch it and you'll understand like it's a very it's different from ReZero definitely it's ReZero is very dark and stuff like that Avatar has dark elements too but the show just makes it shows the light in things Mm, exactly yeah but you know what else I really like about Avatar what 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 it's like the representation for disabled people and disabilities in general oh my god yes please Talk, like it, talk it, more about it. It has I'm such not... good representation. Like, literally, okay, guys, Kishore, Rishwan, you have to, like, like pay attention to this because, you know, as someone who has, like, a sibling who is, you know, disabled, like, it, 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 ha- it means a lot, you know, seeing how in their, in that universe where mm-hmm. the disabled people, such as, like, um, that kid who can't walk and mm-hmm. of course tough like they're mm-hmm. shown like disabilities are represented in a way where it's realistic they don't need help essentially like, they do need help but to an extent mm-hmm. we show that mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. although they do have things that can hinder them they can still very much be independent like exactly. even though tough is blind she can still, everyone knows that she can beat anyone up. Like, she's strong as hell. Mm. But when it comes to, because Toph sees through her feet, because mm. she's an earthbender, when mm. they're on, like, the wooden planks, like, on, in the, la- on the lake, right? Mm. So she can't feel, like, where she's going. And obviously, at that moment, they knew she needed help. So it's not like a, oh disabled people need to be helped all the time or disabled mm. people are completely independent it's a good balance and it's really realistic mm. you know and, and it makes me so mm. happy to see that and i think like it doesn't make them look like inspiration porn you know which is something that a lot of like yeah. shows do they they make like oh he, he, he or she is disabled so like and she's achieving he or she is achieving like amazing things even though they're like disabled like no like i I, I think it sounds like they're not you're not the show isn't like glorifying disabled people but it's just sort of sort of like showing that like they can be just as good as other people they just need like help it's not like putting them on a pedestal like oh like you have to respect how inspirational they are like no Mm. you're just treating them as human beings Mm. like how they should be treated Mm. and i think it does a great job at that it it does talk about a lot of themes, whether it be mis- like, like in terms of mental health, I think it does a great portrayal as well. Like, and then also like when it comes to uh, like heavier themes like genocide and war and like the different perspectives on war and stuff like that, even though it's a kid show, man, does it do like a good job at like making things light for these kids, you know? It's truly like, like, a masterpiece, lah, in my opinion. It, it's such a great 
series. And if you finish like the series, there is also like um, the Legend of Korra series, which comes after. And I think like even though like the Legend of Korra isn't as good as Avatar, in my opinion, like it is, it's still a damn good series. And it does do a very, very good job at portraying PTSD as well. Like, oh, it's It's hard to top ATLA. It's really hard to top it. But Legend Mm. of Korra is still good. It's not Mm. like bad. Mm, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agreed, agreed. So like, I don't know, like we've given everybody like a lot of great examples on like what comfort, like on comfort shows. So I hope like, Y'all would check them out. <laughs> we'll listen to the description for your reference, people. If you can't make it to the end, it's okay. Mm. Huh? Oh, okay, okay. So I guess, yeah, with that being said, that was a like really great roundup of comfort shows. We've talked a lot about ReZero in the beginning. We've talked about we've each talked about animes that we've liked, we like to watch. And we also think that it would be really great if y'all could like just take a look at all all of these anime and just give them your time like we've spoken at length about the th- the various themes that these animes portray and we think that you'll really really find something that you connect with because these we've talked about a really varied like li- lineup of anime so there's definitely something for everyone here and with that being said this has been a great episode of the Tandal Tidnu podcast if you like more content like this, please do give us a follow on Spotify. Please do keep sharing sharing this, this podcast and keep listening to our episodes. We're really grateful for 700 plays. We do appreciate your support. And with that, we hope to see you soon. Goodbye.